You are listening to Indie 1023, and we are in the CPR Performance Studio with Joel Anset. My name is Alicia Sweeney, and Joel is a former featured artist in our local 303. The Denver musician's sound can be described as a little bit folk pop, a little R&B. He has a devoted following after putting out his debut record in 2015, an album that won a National Songwriting Award. Fast forward to the present, his sophomore record, A Place I Knew Before, came out last year. And he's here to perform some songs from it. You can catch him February 13th at Red Rocks as a part of their local set series. Joel, great to see you. Hey, Alicia. Hi. You too. <laughs> Thanks <Good>. for having me. <laughs> well, let's start off with a song. What are you going to play first? Uh, this song's called Cadillac. I saw a glimpse of glory, something I knew before. Right now I can't remember what I was hoping for. Then came a moving picture, pulling the wall again. I'll show you what you're missing. It's just around the bend. Oh, don't look back, look back. Everybody else in the cab. So clearly, I need a change of scene. You make a brand new promise, telling me what to be. He's got a fancy T-shirt, she's got a real good smile. I'm still the same old creature. Guess I could stay a while. No, don't look back, look back. Everybody else in the Cadillac. I'm too young to die. Too young to die Don't look back, look back Living on the edge of a heart attack I'm too young to die, far too young to die in our studio performing the song Cadillac and you can find it on his latest album A Place I Knew Before. First of all, Joel, tell us who you brought in today. You're a trio. Yes, uh, this is one of my best friends on the keys over here. He's, he's got a grand piano he's very happy about and he's got his Nord there. That's Dan DeCristofaro. Uh, he lives in Boston but he flew in to play some shows with me this week so we're lucky to have him here. 
and then BK Khan over on the drums, also a very good friend. And he's usually I'm playing out solo when I'm playing house shows and stuff around Denver, but whenever it's a more exciting thing, we get this trio together. And I would say exciting because of the local set series coming up with Red Rocks. Totally. Well, so, yeah, well, yeah. That's what happened. Was we were we were supposed to play Red Rocks this last Sunday a couple of days ago. So I I flew Dan in, and then <laughs> that got canceled. But now they rescheduled it, so I'll play on February thirteenth. Now will Dan um, be in town for that? We're looking at flights. We're trying to. Right. We're trying. But he he gigs uh, in Boston. He he gigs. He has like five nights a week over there. So we'll. We'll see. I, I'm going to try and pull some strings. <laughs> well, sometimes you're a jet setter, including working on this new album. With your new record, you went to L.A. You recorded it with the producer, John Joseph, yeah. who I heard you mention one time, he really got you out of your comfort zone. Tell Absolutely. Me, yeah, tell me about this. Yeah, John was a gift because if left to myself, I just don't take hardly any risks. But I love an acoustic guitar and a vocal, and I would do that for centuries if if left to myself and with this album I wanted I wanted someone to stretch me and and John has a, a healthy and actually fun aversion to acoustic guitar so if I bring him the folkiest song all time he's gonna try and figure out a way to to make it fresh sonically because I'm, I'm a songwriter like in my heart so at, at some at some points I don't even care how it sounds honestly that's too extreme of a sentence but I'm just like if the song's there I'm good and then John's bringing that same thing. All real, he really cares about is making something sonically that excites him. So what we're trying to do is get, you know, hopefully a great song, and then someone excited to experiment sonically and create something that's that sounds a little bit different for everybody. So, so he um, really elevated your acoustic folk songs, you could say. He did. He absolutely did. And and then there's some songs on the record that, you know, you try something crazy and you're like, you know, it's not working. Let's just let's just keep it an acoustic folk song like Dwelling Place or Through or or Toward the Pain on the record. Th those stayed kind of like acoustic singer-songwriter, but the majority of the songs we got to dive in and and just find sounds that we liked. So does that make it difficult to play live versus on the album that we can all hear? Totally, yeah. It's a, Live is a totally different uh, set than how the record sounds. That's part of just the stage in my career that I'm at. Hopefully I'll get to hire a music director at some point that then can say, here's how we're going to do it live. But at this point, I just rearrange it as a little, you know, little folky songwriter guy. Mm -hmm. So the live set's pretty chill. So I know you were working on this album with the producer in L.A., but before you went out there, while you were writing these songs, what or who was inspiring you? Uh, let me think. I'm usually embarrassed about how much, how little music I listen to, actually. But I, I mean, I was raised on Death Cab for Cutie. I grew up in the Northwest, so Plans is like my favorite album of all time, and I, I listen to that probably once a month. <laughs> uh, that's what I say. I don't take risks. <laughs> if I like something, I'm gonna, you know, Death Cab, Coldplay, Bon Iver, Sufjan Stevens, uh, James Vincent McMorrow. Those, those are the people I'm kind of zeroing in on all the great indie folk songwriters as of the last 10 years sure. or such. Yeah. yeah but I, I mean I need to expand that's why you guys are doing an amazing thing here because I I'll, at least once a day when I listen to you guys I'm like what is this so you're hearing <laughs> new music on Indie 102.3 yeah, it's, it's beautiful well I want to hear your beautiful new song and this has a cool backstory to it the song through mm. is partially inspired by the film boyhood yeah you found where did you read that 
Did I, I say that somewhere? You said it somewhere. Okay. I'm just amazing. So just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stumbled upon it somewhere, and that's always stuck in the back of my head. Tell me, tell me about awesome. this. That's awesome. So this is the Richard Linkletter film that he filmed over the course of 12 years yeah, exactly. with the same actors. Okay, so how does Through come into this? Yeah, well, that, I heard that story and just was awestruck that there was that much commitment to an idea that you could take 12 years to make, I mean, even longer to make a movie. So I heard that story. I was like, I have to see this. And I'm watching the movie, and it's long. I was very emotionally affected by it that I had to watch it in two sittings. So I couldn't finish it the first night. I get to the second night, and the second night I was watching it with my guitar, and I, I did just end up kind of strumming along while I was watching the movie. And that lyric was given to me by the film, really, I don't know what you've been through, because that, that main character, you grow up, you get to grow up with him, literally watch him age. And I had this picture in my head that I have encountered people like that character. And and if I'm being totally honest, you you judge, you just make these judgments. You realize something was a little off or that kid was a little removed or uh, distant or I have kids now. So I'm thinking like disrespectful or just these like just unfortunate thoughts that you have. And I thought, I have met this character before and and not been kind. But over the course of that movie, I did realize, like, the last thing you're going to do to that kid at the end of that movie is give him an ounce of judgment because he's been through hell. And the last thing you're going to do is, is, is anything but just hug the kid and say, hey, man, here for you. And and it, it really had an emotional impact on me, just thinking of the, the people... I've interacted with, and it's like, ah, why, why can't I just have more of the headspace of? I have no idea what this, what this person has survived, what they're going through right now, if they're in the middle of tragedy, heartache. So just that that film really gave me like an uh, a desire to have way more empathy. Not even a desire to; it just gave me empathy, mm-hmm. like gifted me that. So yeah. Uh, There's a lot of wisdom in what you said, and I think in this song as well, the way you convey it, the whole, I don't know what you've been through Mm. sort of thing. Let's hear that now. It's Joel Ansett in the CPR Performance Studio with his song, Through. I heard some things to make me think. Shouldn't care for you, but talk is cheap, especially when we only care for half the truth, and I don't know what you've been through. Don't know what you. When the movie in your mind is 
Hello, my name is Joel Ansett, and this song is called Sugarcoat. I see right through when you're blowing that smoke. Make me feel high, but you're stunting my growth. Telling me to hang my head. Some new promise I don't want to live like that Can we be honest? Mm-mm-mm. Give it to me straight Now let me feel the burn of the truth You're feeding me the same lines Like I'll never ask for the proof Oh, a little less than crystal clear I know I'm a mess, forgive my feelings Oh, oh, 
We are in the CPR Performance Studio with Joel Anseth and his band today. His latest album is called A Place I Knew Before. Joel, you have a show coming up at Red Rocks. Uh, How do you feel about this? Are you excited to play at the venue? I know it's not on the main stage there, but still at Red Rocks. Oh, I'm thrilled. That's like the that's the dream for sure. I go and hang out there just regularly just to write songs during the day just because that place has a lot of good things happening uh, in the air. But yeah, can't wait. And I'm opening for, and I, I haven't even listened to her music, but I've been reading about her, Raquel Garcia, incredibly inspiring story. And I'm excited just to get to meet her. And, and I'm opening up for her. So I get to play like a 30 minute set. So that's an honor for sure. Very cool. I can say you have a devoted fan base. In fact, your fan base helped you raise over $30,000 so you could crowdfund your debut record. That is pretty incredible. Mm. Nowadays, how do you connect with your fans? Yeah, oh man, I need to get so much better at it. Most times I feel like I'm laying pretty low, but house shows is the main way. That's the way I tour almost exclusively because I can get about 50 to 60 people out in, in the bigger cities and instead of booking a venue usually I just try and find a friend or a or a fan or anybody that's like do you want to host a house show and we it's just a little more communal intimate memorable experience too so honestly house shows is the main way and then you know every now and then we'll get a little little email exchange going about songs and I love I love it's such a gift to hear uh, from people if a song really hit hit for them I mean, I love doing that. That's why you write the song. So it's it's always kind of people to, to reach out and say, this did something for me. And that usually leads to fun conversations too. Just why, you know, why did the song hit? And usually it's never a reason I intended. Songs are just bigger, so much bigger than us. Yeah. And I love that experience. That's like, that was the last thing I was thinking about. But that's amazing that that song, that that exact moment in your life, the song was what you needed for whatever reason. So. Yeah, your your songs and your music goes through a lot of emotions like grief and joy. Mm. Is there an example that you can share about a fan telling you about how a song of yours affected them? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, let, let me try and pull one out here. I mean, a couple of them are just too intense. Then then I get too uh, rattled <laughs> sharing the stories. but That's the empathy in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, even just last night, I played a little private house show, and actually, a, a close friend of mine. Sometimes with close friends, they just you know they're supporting you and they they love your songs because they love you. But they pulled me aside at the end and said that song I need I needed that song badly tonight, and they just said thank you, and I I was really thankful for that that little moment. Uh, it was through. It was through. Mm-hmm. And I, I still haven't gotten to ask her why or what. It was right after the show, but I don't know what kind of week she had. But she said the song brought some healing. So thankful for that. 
I, I can also say that for that song. So mm. there you go. Wow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's good. I always any show. I always have something even and I probably think this for the for the shows that are just a total dud and a bummer, but that the song is for someone, even if it's the sound guy, mm-hmm. like one song is for someone. Then I can get through it and <laughs> keep going. That's good. That's good. I'm glad it's I'm glad it hit for you, too. We have time for one final song. Walk me through the story of Dwelling Place that you're going to perform. Yeah, Dwelling Place is the last song on the record, so all the themes of the record kind of come to a head. The album itself is bookended by parks, so like Manitou Park was a park in my um, near my childhood home in Spokane, Washington. Cheeseman Park uh, is a park near where we live in Cap Hill in Denver now. So those kind of bookend the album. I have childhood memories in Manitou Park, and now I'm making memories with my son at Cheeseman Park. And there's, obviously there's tons of emotions that come with that, but there's there's a lot of fears that have come with fatherhood for me and uh, just wanting myself to have a safe place to stay emotionally, spiritually, physically. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of themes of the album is wanting somewhere safe. Um, and then this song, like wanting that for my son too, and and <laughs> being scared I won't be able to give him that, but but wanting to, so yeah. Let's hear it now. Joel and Set in the CPR Performance Studio. This is Dwelling Place. Oh 
Running through the gardens to the east of Cheeseman Park Chasing rabbits with my son till it's too dark He can't understand the fullness of my love Tell me it's the same with my father up above Cause I feel broken Weary of the wars I can't escape Tired of hoping For the promised morning light to break Then I heard you The song is Dwelling Place, and it's on his latest album, A Place I Knew Before, that came out last year. The artist is Joel Ansett. Joel, do you ever cry while singing a song or performing it? You seem like a a sweet, empathetic person. Yeah. There are times, uh, if I start to make a lot of eye contact, then then I I sometimes have gotten a sense for... If a song's doing its job, then that does make me emotional. So I close my eyes a lot to try and avoid uh, crying. Gosh, I sound uh, it's just like way too emotional. Well, you grew up listening to Death Cab for Cutie, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's fine. Good. You've got Thank an excuse. You. you can catch Joel and Set February 13th at Red Rocks as a part of their local set series. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me.